1: it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, these are some of my favorite interviews to talk to people who are behind the scenes, who do similar things like myself. So then I know if I'm just loco in la cabeta, or if I'm just, you know, following the trends or making new trends. Today, my guest is Irma Beneri. I'm going to get it right and get it wrong. From Burger Rock Media, she is a celebrity publicist on all angles, from English to Spanish. She might even be able to do this in French. I don't know. Let's find out. Erma, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to get to know you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, tell...
1: Us about Burger Rock Media and how you got the name. As I told you before, I was getting hungry when, and I hear burger, even though I'm not supposed to be eating them. So tell us how you got your start and about your company.
0: So I'm going to give you the short version because the long version is crazy. Um, burger Rock uh, Media comes from my social media handle name that I had um, when I started my Instagram. Um, I used to be the director of an art university. And I didn't want my employees to find me on social media. So I just made up, you know, remember back in the day when we used to have like AOL princess one, two, three or whatever. So I thought that making an Instagram was just what, you know, so I named it Burger Rock from the song Party Rock. Okay. And so I left it there. So that way no one could find me and I could put up my selfies and, you know, be on social media and people not find me. And um, as, you know, obviously my business became something I Um, And I started growing, I left Burger Rock because people really love the name. They even thought my name was, I have packages that come in that say Irma Burger. They think that's my last name. Um, So I just, it's a really catchy name and uh, people love it. So I just left it as that. Um, And my company as a whole, if I can describe how my company was formed is that I started doing jobs that nobody else would do in need for work and passion and then that's where I ended up having the little Madhouse Burger Rock Media showroom and the agency.
1: Wow. That's awesome. The first thing that catches my eye when I you know looked into your, your profile was you know a, a Mexican with a PhD, a master's and a, P, a doctorate degree. And I was like, this is what I like because I like for women, especially attractive women. And you said AOL. CDs. And I'm like, did she read about those in the history books? Because I remember them. But did she, you know, was she even there? But
0: I'm aging myself.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I don't see my wife and I talk about it all the time. We don't see enough Latin women um, being highlighted for their education. And it gets it, it sometimes bothersome, because it's like, hold on, you can look Bella, you can be bonita. But there's something in here that makes you stand out. So why is that so important for you to put that on your social media platform?
0: So it's funny because um, I used to be co-owner of a, of a showroom before I have the one now. And my partner used to tell me, don't, don't talk about how you have a PhD or don't put that on your profile. And I, and I, and I I took it off for a second. And then I thought, um, like you said, I feel like it's 10 years of schooling. Um, I'm very proud of it and I should show it off just like people show off maybe the way they look. Why can't I show off my education? So, um, I'm something, it's something I'm very proud of. Um, I was in school for a very long time. I don't think, um, I do, I do, um, think that it's it, in a way when you are on social media and you have, even if you have two followers, a hundred followers or as many, whatever, a million you have, a an obligation to maybe, um, you know, be an, role model for other people. I have like young women, I have a lot of Latinos that follow me. And I, I love showing that off and showing them that my career even was based on that. And sometimes when people are like, should I quit school or should I do this? Like maybe it'll motivate them to like, you know, finish their goals.
1: No, that's awesome. And what is your PhD in? It's organizational leadership. Okay, so you are talking to Dr. Irma and she can be a professor at any of the schools, which is was that kind of a a fallback, kind of like athletes say, I'm going to finish school in case, you know, this whole thing doesn't work out in sports. Or was it just something that you were really interested in or what inspired you to go full on the Ph.D.?
0: Um, So when I was working at the university, um, one of the benefits that they gave you is that they gave you free schooling. So I decided to take it. I got my master's and my PhD for free. um, And I could have just easily not. So I just kept going. You know, I I was like, if I can get the education for free, why not do it? You know, so um, I'm big on learning. I, um, I took a personality test a while back. And it told me that that's my passion. I love learning new things. I love, um, you know, meeting new people. And so to me, it was, it wasn't easy, but it was something that like fulfilled me. So, um, it's not for everyone, but I loved it.
1: Awesome. Are you an ENTP? What, what are you yeah. in your,
0: yeah. <laughs> independent? Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. And I promise I didn't hack your computer to, you know, try to find <laughs> out. I just it's a gift. So how did you get into the uh, PR and the management?
0: So my, My forte or what I'm known for is fashion PR. That's what I'm doing at this moment. So I own specifically a showroom in downtown LA, um, a block from the Staples Center. And I have different designers and we do mainly their celebrity placement. um, And we focus on minority designers. So most of our designers are African-American, they're Latino, um, they're, you know, Asian, there's different, um, like different kind of designers, I'm I'm very diverse. Um, that's what we specialize in, and then we have a lot of different influencers and talent. Uh, we also do business consulting. Uh, so that's what we do right now. Um, the management side, I used to do a little bit of, but I'm really swayed away from it. I think I that this is my passion a little bit more. But I've dab I've dabbed into everything. I think yesterday it's crazy. I did a. Um, a I don't know what you would call it a video for showing a house what is it called like a realtor video yeah yeah I did and I was like I I staged a house and I did a video for it and I the today I was thinking wow like put that on the list of things that I've done you know it was a new experience but so we can basically do it all we we say we're like a madhouse because if we can do it we'll help you like we have a lot of connections we'll help you find like a good place to do whatever you need to be done.
1: And I love to hear that. How big is your team and how many years have you had Burger Rock?
0: So you're gonna think this is crazy. And I told this to someone the other day. Burger Rock Media is actually the actual showroom, is only one year old. Oh wow. Which Congratulations. is crazy. yes. 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 I, yes, thank you. And yeah. Yeah. And and how big is um, this? And the this. The, the team, the team we have right now, um, four people, uh, myself and four people. Yeah. So we're all to a team of five. We're small, we're small boutique, but, um, we're five total. And then we have, you know, different stylists that we have on, like, you know, that are on board and we have different people that we collaborate with all the time. Um, and then the actual, um, Burger Rock media is only two years old. So It's crazy the growth that we have had and I have had in the last two years.
1: No, and and I'm glad to hear during COVID, you know, you still have a, a team, whatever. I don't know what small is or boutique. I mean, we know like the Edelmans and, you know, Wagners have people all around the world. But the fact that you're running this and that you're overhead and being responsible for people paying their bills, it's a great thing to be able to expand and be responsible for that because we know not everyone is capable or able. Now the fashion, how did you get into fashion and is there a particular like niche you like to be in in the fashion? Do you like doing the big fashion shows or are you, you know, is there another angle that you go with?
0: Well, I really, I got into fashion because when I was, um, going to school and I had my corporate job, my best friends all worked for PR fashion agencies. So they would always invite me to fashion week. And then, um, I got exposed to, you know, when your best friends are telling you like their work, like issues and like what they're doing. And sometimes I'm even help them. So I got like a backstage pass to all that life. So I was always around it. And then I think that I'm very, um, you know, passionate about it. So like, I think then I started meeting designers and stylists and then they would, as friends, invite me to everything. So that's how I got connections and started um, like branching out. So when I started this, it wasn't so difficult for me to actually like execute. But um, what I'm passionate about fashion is actually producing like photo shoots and content and content creation. I think that, um, you know, creating editorials or creating content for social media um, fashion related and elevating people's brand is i think my that i think that that's what i'm most passionate about i think it can take mostly anyone or any brand and take it up a notch and elevate them from an aesthetically stylish point of view um and my team is really good at that so um yeah that's what i'm passionate about I, fashion shows i've gone and i love um but i'm not more on the like, event side. I'm more on like the content creation side.
1: Okay. And you know, with content creation right now, I've, I've told people for, you know, months on record, I said, only fans will be like the new Facebook. The That's the thought, Yeah. The thought of OnlyFans, only fans only because it fits into my life of being able to monetize your life. For years, models have done numerous things publicly, privately, no money, no dough. That's a an abomination in my eyes, like get paid. So we're not 60 years old, you know, working at a retail place. So, um, content creation is a big thing. So can someone come to you and say, look, I know I have the look or I have this unique life. Can you make me look, you know, more than I can make myself look. So people will drool and follow me. Is that one of the things Burger Rock can
0: do? Yes. So what people, I think, I mean, you don't feel this way, but what the general public usually feels about content creation is like when you look at a TikTok or you look at a video or you look at it OnlyFans, fans, you think, oh, I can do that. And my answer is always, no, you can't, you can't do it by yourself. The professionals have teams and you can be beautiful. You can be, have a nice house. You can have everything, but there's that next step of professionals to giving you that. I mean, now people have like, like now pictures on social media are literally professional pictures. Now videos are really videographers. People are not just taking like home videos and like a home selfie. There's like professional work to be done. So yes, if someone has all the tools um, we can help them and someone doesn't have all the tools, we can give them to them as well. Um, definitely I part of the game of entertainment and content creation i mean it's like movies and everything is making the consumer feel it's easy but the the secret is it's not it takes a lot of work it takes hours and hours of preparation of mood boards of um of styling of editing for things to look as perfect so um it yeah it's the it's the world it's the virtual world and so i mean People have to pay and like they have to take it the extra mile to be in that in that league.
1: No, definitely. And can you talk about what that that range? Because a lot of times we are trying to teach the client and that's why we do more consulting now, because before we even think about doing PR for you, I need to try to train you on what PR is. I got to take you through when I was in my grad school class. And I was teaching these things to sometimes even the professors, because they're like, Wait, where did he learn this? And it's like, I'm actually doing it while you're giving us you know, 20 years of past performance. And things are totally different. So what are those ranges so people know and they can also train their pocketbook to be ready to pay a company like Burger Rock Media?
0: So we have different, um, if, if you're talking about our services list, um, a client can be on retainer from anything to eight hundred to ten thousand dollars a month. That's the range, and that goes from content creation, uh, internet marketing, PR, branding. Um, there's so many different things, and it, and like you said, it's consulting. I've had clients that come to me and say they're they're on the, the first meeting. They're like, I I want to be in, um, in Forbes, and I'm like, okay, hey, what? And then my question, second question is, why would you, why, what, how would that help you and how, and why do you need, and why would Forbes want you to be on there? And what did you do to be in Forbes? And they're always like, huh? I thought that you just get people on Forbes. Like, that's not how like you said, you need to educate people on the process and people need to be willing to pay a service, but also put in the work themselves to get to a certain point. So I think that, like you said, it's like educating the client on like how this, I, I, I say that this is like the dream life. Like this is like the, you know, if you want to be in entertainment, if you want to be visually beautiful, usually visually popular, like this is the dream that everybody, you know, when they're at home watching TV, this is like the, what people think the dream is. So it's, it's not as easy as it looks. And there's a lot of work. People can help you and you can have a big team and you need that, but you also need to be ready mentally to put in the work yourself. So um, yeah, that's the pocketbook side, but also mentally, I really love that you said that you have to educate the client because um, sometimes they, you know, money, yes, you pay for the services, but it doesn't mean that next day you're, I don't know, you, it just happens, you know, it takes works as, as well.
1: Well, they think it's just magic and someone just appears not understanding how long and many years some folks have been groomed. I mean, even from children. To get to this level and be unleashed, what is the what happens when though the dream becomes a nightmare because fame, um, taken from a Dave Chappelle, Rick James quote, is a hell of a drug. And some folks, and I've had clients where they've said, if you didn't call me right now, I was going to jump off a ledge. And I said, I don't care how much money is on the table, we can't even be friends if that's how you're going to see life because this it is a dream and, and the dream can come, you know, into another dream, but it's not worth your life, especially when you have kids. So what happens when the dream becomes someone's nightmare? And do you have like a plan, you know, that can turn someone to say, you know what, you were famous, but we're going to take you into a whole different place because you can't handle the
0: thing. I'm this, excuse my language. Um, I'm a bitch and I really, from the beginning, really bringing, bring people down to earth. I can smell pretentiousness and, and a lot of times when people think they're too good for like an influencer thinks they're too famous or something, like it comes from an insecurity, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I can smell it right away. So before I even work with someone, I have to tell them like I one time I had to tell an influencer this and it was in front of people I had like they were in shock I was like if George Clooney and Jennifer Aniston walked into this room everybody would know who they are you walk into the room no one knows who you are it doesn't matter how many followers you have so you can't stop working and you can't think you're the shit unless you're fine with this because it doesn't matter and she was like but it's the truth. So like, sometimes you need to level people down and people being depressed about fame and stuff like that. Like, I think people need to see it as a job and not see it as reality. And I think that people, I think people, and I think people in the general public, they judge this, but I totally respect celebrities and people at, in every, even us in all parts of entertainment or fashion having double lives, meaning that we turn off our phones and we have our friends that are regular and we do regular things. And then we, then we do like the glitz and the glam. Cause I think that creates a really good balance. I I've seen that that's like the best. And that's what I tried to tell people like you, you know, you don't, you, when you mix the two is when you, it gets messy. When you start like, going out and like getting your personal life really involved with your work obviously we get our personal life involved with their work to a certain extent but when you really get involved like that I think that's when it gets messy and that's when you start getting a little bit depressed because then you don't know what's real but if you have your I mean I understand when people have like their core group of friends or they have like you know their girlfriend like you know when they see like athletes or with the girlfriends from high school or the you know like they I understand that because that's what keeps them grounded. That is the, that is what is real life and they want to hold on to that. And I think that that's important. So those are like the tips that I have. But also granted, think I now focus
1: more on brands, brand, not
0: necessarily like the people. I'm more in charge with with brands and their product, getting on celebrities. I don't work with um, celebrities and influencers as, as much one-on-one, as much as I used to. And maybe it's a little bit because of that. I think that's a lot of handholding and some people are meant for that. And I think that I'm really tough love and not everyone responds well to that.
1: No, that's awesome. Now, are you from
0: California? Um, I'm from Mexico city okay. and Tijuana. Yeah. From Mexico. And then I lived um, in Tijuana, Mexico, and then in San Diego in California. So I went to school all my life in California and my first Language is Spanish, so I can sound American, very American, and I have my first language is Spanish, so I speak perfect Spanish. It's, I trick people. Oh,
1: that, that's awesome. Um, on this show, I, I tell entrepreneurs, like I tell everybody, you know, I, I tell anyone walking on the street, get your money here and bring it somewhere else. Uh, Babylon is falling. My wife and I, we love Mexico. She says it reminds me of being in Africa, and she's from West Africa. So like, it, it, I just love being here, This is the culture. And so, you know, to get your money and to go back across the border where things can make sense and everyone's not just, you know, playing video games or worried about a burqa bag, which seems to be trending now, like everyone has to have this expensive bag and most of the world does not care about such shallow things.
0: You know what's funny is that I haven't really paid attention to that and maybe this off topic but I ha- I have two birkin bags. I got them in 2000 uh like 14 mm. and I feel like people don't even understand what a birkin is. Like they don't I I, I when I see these memes, not only are they devaluing the birkin, they're also making fun of fat i mean i don't know i'm a fashion lover so to me all this stuff it's like it's kind of like people making fun of people for how ha- i i compare it to people making fun of someone for having a ferrari and it's too expensive and why have a car that's a ferrari if that makes sense like it, it, it it's like you know it is it, it is what it is it's like what we should judge is if someone's buying a birkin and they can't afford it or if they're buying a ferrari and they like. Have credit card debt, right? Like that's what we can judge, but I mean, the reality is that there's things that are really expensive and they're luxury items, and some of it is art,
1: mm-hmm. and so
0: that it is what it is. Pre- you no, know? Pre- and I think that sometimes people
1: preach that talk about the My- art and what it is because it, it's it's it, it's like anything, you know, an Aston Martin is an art piece. If you have a Bugatti, it's an art piece. If you have a Picasso in the house, come to my bathroom. It's an art piece. Um, You know, talk about that art piece and what made you, you know, get it. Because some folks don't understand. Sometimes those things can be gifted depending on your circle. So you might have something that you're like, oh, okay. I didn't even know it cost that much. But talk about the art of the purse or the car or whatever you you would like to.
0: So- in terms of trends, in my opinion, a Birkin is not trending right now. I know that Cardi B has it and people know about it, but it's not really trending the whole, um, the, I don't know what's the best way of explaining it. So in 2015 time, it was the time of people showing off brands for what they cost. It was like a trend. It was like, look at this bag. It's this expensive. Look at this car. And right now we're seeing a lot of people show off things for their actual visual. You don't see people you, you don't see women in their 20s really showing off like look at this because it's so expensive. They're more like look at this is so beautiful as opposed to back in in those in those years. And I think that people don't realize that the Birkin comes from Hermès which is an equestrian brand. It's not supposed to be high fashion. It's equestrian. So it's very European. It's very um It was supposed, the the bag was supposed to be made for um, everyday use. So this, here comes my fashion bitchy side. So I cringe when I see the bag worn on a red carpet. I want, I want to cry. I cringe when I see it on couture clothes because it's supposed to be an everyday bag. If you have a Birkin, I don't care if it, how expensive it is. I don't care who you are, if you're poor or rich, You have to wear that bag all the time and you have to put all your stuff in it because the director of Hermes made it for a girl named Birkin, who was actually a porn star back in the day. And people, it's funny that people are making fun of this. She was a porn star. He met her on a plane and he made her a bag that was because she complained that stuff would come out of her purse when she was on an airplane. So it's supposed to be a high functioning bag. But it's very, but Hermes mastered the whole hard to get factor. So then in 2012, 13, it was like the cool, like Real Housewives, like era. And that's when they were all like competing over who can get the bag. I mean, I know that uh, Kris Kardashian at some point, she couldn't get a bag in the beginning. Like a lot of celebrities have been rejected from Hermes. And that would be cool if it came out in the tabloids. But a lot of people don't talk about that because it's embarrassing
1: man, you guys are getting the, 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 the fashion game, make you want to, you know, go get your money back and say, what can I get? It, it's just funny with name brand things, you know, folks get a, a a bag and have to show it off. And I say, it's not a new thing. <laughs> it's Just the bag, it, you know, yeah,
0: I mean, it's, it, it, you know, and, and also, I mean, that's how you, you hire Burger Rock Media. We can make you make, something look high fashion and look great and be low cost we can make something high cost one one nice thing make your entire outfit look amazing like it's all about looking like you belong with the like it belongs and when people look out of place that's when it's like you know and 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 what do they say like a you get driven in a Rolls royce but you get you drive a bentley like they have all these like it's like that like once you start going into the big leagues like people are going to judge like people that really know about art or fashion or cars or whatever like they're gonna judge like I said I every time I see someone on a red carpet with the Birkin I know they're not this gonna sound like they don't know that much about fashion because it's it's supposed to be an everyday bag I mean I'm it's fine like but I, I cringe a little bit so
1: I, 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 it's the same way that I cringe when I mention to me and I see somebody say, Hey, I'm flying Southwest and a $600, a thousand dollars. I said, Oh, okay. To each his own. You can get a, you know, Southwest fine. Um, cool. And and no problem, but I, I definitely get it. And if you're driving a Rolls Royce, I was always told you are supposed to be driven like you had mentioned. So, I, when I see the rappers do it and now it's okay. To me, everything that was once wrong is now right. So I live probably in the Twilight Zone, Black Mirror, and I'm just like, I just have to be comfortable for me. um Loco con su Um Yeah,
0: you know, and we're in a place where it's like a very, it's a very fun place even for fashion right now because almost everything goes. And like, what I even just said is like an old lady, like, thought. that I, I've never, you know, like, it No one, I personally, because I'm, I'm aging myself, but nobody thinks what I just said. Like, you know, like it's, it's, it's a free range. You can wear your Birkin at surfing for all I care. And it'd probably make time magazine, you know, like it's, it's a beautiful time to be whoever you want to be and do whatever you want. And people, if they love it, they love it. So, you know, who am I to say?
1: So we can, so can we throw out, don't wear white after Labor Day? Um, or should we keep these, um, old things that we grew up on? I'm kind of again. I'm in the twilight zone, so you let me know.
0: I don't. I don't think it matters. I think you know, do whatever you want. Um, you know, like the like you said about the to me thing. Some people value how you know. Some people wearing a certain item of clothes makes them feel really confident. You know, like maybe wearing that to me or wearing that Birkin makes them feel like important, and they think people will you know, or wearing that Rolex or. It gives them that sense of confidence. Some people, they rather buy a 1st class flight because they want to lay down. You know, like that's more important to them. So, look, the, you know, everybody is different on what they prefer um, to spend their money on. And, I mean, you have to respect it. We're all different. Yeah. And, and you know, someone will say, yeah, that's why
1: I've never bought first-class. No, you get first-class so you can come back rested. And, you know, if you like to have, you know, whatever the comforts of life, but it's the quickest, you know, 10 hour flight that you'll ever take if you are able to take it, you know, on the first class is what I tell people and what I tell myself, because I think it's worth the money um, if you can get it. You know, there's times you can't get it. Now, when getting it, you are an attractive young woman who runs this company, has employees. Have you had to deal with, you know, especially in- California, the sexual harassment that we see with the Me Too movement and, you know, folks putting a spotlight on it, which it fully, to me, hasn't, from what I've seen, spotlighted enough because they haven't featured enough men who have had the same issue, some who have done some of the same acts that they talk about women doing, but men have, you know, been, only Terry Crews has really come out. But can you talk about being an attractive woman and how to navigate hollywood and entertainment because a lot of women and men struggle with that
0: i personally don't struggle because i set the boundaries from the beginning like i said um i a lot of my clients are attractive young men um it's they're and they're amazing and they're successful they they own very big companies and Um, I have to go to, I go to dinner with them. uh, People see me with them. And my girlfriend sometimes asks me, they're like, like, what's going, you know, like, oh, what's up with it? You know? And it's, I set the, I set the boundary from the beginning with every single person that I meet. um, So I haven't had an issue. I've had one issue in this entire time and it's been a photographer. Mm. And, um, and I mean, we cut it off really quick. Um, but I, I think that, um, as a woman, um, You know, it's, it's setting the expectations from the beginning, you know, and it's, and it's honestly communication and being honest. Like, I don't think that you need to make it a big deal. I think that just, you know, just state like, you know, keeping it business. Um, I think that sometimes I don't allow, I personal, this is a personal thing that I do. Everyone is different. I don't allow certain conversations around myself in the workplace, And I know that's a little old school, but it really like keeps me sane. And like, I don't allow, like I, if I have people in a group are like talking about, you know, like sexual intercourse or like their personal life of cheating, whatever you, which just happens all the time, unless it's like a personal client and I have to help them with something for publicity, Mm -hmm. I just walk away or people know not to talk about it around me because I feel like that saves me from like a weird joke or like me feeling uncomfortable. So, um, I don't have issues because I, I, like I said, I set the boundaries from the beginning.
1: No, I love how you said you walk away. It's such a simple thing. I, I do similar things when certain party favors come through parties and I say, huh, that's not for me. A stage left, exit stage left, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and different conversations. Um, so with all the success and it's, you know, the new success that you're having with your own company, what is a community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future?
0: So I started a magazine during quarantine and I dedicate the magazine to creatives because I feel like I, I feel like the one, a group that was hit during uh, COVID, not necessarily financially, but emotionally was creatives because creatives are very sensitive. And I, um, that's the group that I've been trying to help even with my agency. So like reaching out and giving them work, checking up on them. And it's been very individual, but if I can cut back someone money in a project of a creative that I feel like has been in the shadows for a little bit and I haven't heard from them during COVID, that's what we've been doing. And then the magazine is dedicated to them. So if any creative wants to leverage themselves and get publicity for themselves or do work where they can, create like grow their portfolio I allow them to work on the magazine or if there's paid work on the magazine I reach out to them as well so the magazine is a little you know right now where I'm not like thriving off the magazine that's not what I live off of I have it more as like a project for like everyone to like come back to life and be creative
1: now I've had um I got my starting magazines and have had different you know relationships and even created online ones I saw yours was also print and having a print magazine is like owning a horse. I mean, it's it's money in, it's money out. Um, Where can people get the magazine if they want it printed?
0: So you can purchase it on issue. Um, We are going to have a link for this this next issue. We're going to have a link on our website. Um, we did print for the first edition, the second edition, we didn't go print, um, in terms of the stores. It was too, honestly, it was too expensive and people are sadly, people don't buy magazines off the rack anymore. It was, um, you know, it, 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 it's the reality. Um, but we're trying to keep it alive. Um, it's going to stay alive. We have really cool, we have a double cover coming up. That's going to be so amazing and cool. Um, but yeah, I will have the link on my website and people can buy it from there. I think that people really like reading our magazine because it's, it's like a, a diversity, um, explosion because I, we, we're going to have it, some of it in like Chinese. And then last edition, we had some in Israeli, like we have all this crazy, like w- w- that's our main thing is diversity and everyone being involved. And I'm, I'm very like madhouse crazy.
1: Oh, no, that's, that's awesome. Um, I have a, a book here um, for, it's called um, The Impossible Startup. And, oh, I love that. Yeah, and Chutzpah, uh, the guys from Israel and very great information. I'll send you more information on it. But he, this is a, um, that, that was a, a good read. So he said, you know, Israeli and having the different cultures, like to me, uh, again, Taking this money and being able to invest in places like, you know, in countries like uh, Kenya and Cameroon, where I have personal investment because my wife is from there. I I just find that when I take our talents overseas, it's so much quicker and we're able to do things a lot of times that in America, it was, oh, we got to get approval from Congress almost to do that, right? And overseas... It was 15 years ago, my first trip to South Africa. And I told Viacom this. They almost laughed me out the office. I said, we should have texting during TV shows, like TRL. That's how I'm dating myself. And they're like, ah, that can't be done. I was like, radio should be TV and there should be texting. I said, Africa's already doing it. And they were like, huh? I said, yeah, ask Channel O. Because I had just spent a month there in grad school. And I was like, you know, this is cool that you guys can text during a show and that the these multiple companies can work together. Cause with technology, I'm a tech head. A lot of times it's, you know, tech beeps and that's why you can't have a Synology unit and Plex and all these different things because they're beeping for whatever reason. So I love the international piece and anytime that you have something internationally, please share it with me because, you know, I know you do a lot on Telemundo and I just get inspired because I can't wait for like Mexico to start emerging the Afro beats and then K pop saying, We're going to do Afro beats and put some mariachi and we're going to put our own flavor on it because music is so global and it's its own language. And, and we need that. I need that at least in life. So love
0: that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people really, um, You know, the the U.S. is an amazing place, but I feel like the biggest issue here is that we think we're the only place and there's so much going on everywhere else. And every every day, I think that I try to find something about somewhere else. I think you saw, I'm obsessed with K-pop. I have a K-pop bathroom in my showroom. It's literally all K-pop. People are like, what is this? Like, Why are there all these Asians on the wall? And, um, yeah, like I, and, and why I do that is to remind everybody that K-pop is bigger than everything here. And it's not a joke. And we're like, what is K-pop? How do you not know? Like, that's what I'm like. I love how you're saying that. Like everybody, like, I would love like hip hop to be with K-pop, mariachi. Like, um, we just had someone recently, the top singer from, um, Iran come to my showroom and his music is like change their their politics revolutionary like their interview is going to come out in our magazine like I love all of like these cultures and finding out about all these cultures and educating youth of like that it's not just I mean that I love it but it's not just Cardi B and the Birkin like I love that but it's not there's so much going on
1: and there's so many
0: creators and it's so much fun and it's 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 stuff that you want to go into inception over and I want to introduce everybody to everything and like I know I'm crazy and I can't but that's like my goal every day is like to teach everybody about all these different things
1: well you get your list and then I can get mine tell me how many you know you have I'll get mine because what I I love the mix and I love like even with the Afro beats now being at least known and being played in American music. But there's more to that in the culture and that I don't want Sony necessarily to pick who the best is, because if you ask someone, you know, do they know anybody who um, does Spanish music? And they'll think, okay, wait, hold on, I know J-Lo. Wait, she was married to Mark Anthony. And then you'll say, but what about Luis Miguel? And they'll say, uh, kick it. And you're like, like, you don't know Luis Miguel? You don't know, you know, some of the biggest stars? You know, wherever. And, and we are the fans. We should be able to pick. And because we're behind the scenes and we can reach out to different people, I, I, I guess it's on us to put that together. And I've worked on that various times much pushback um, because folks don't always get it. But I think we're getting into a time with the YouTubes where we're seeing more and more of that. I know my clients are, and and I push it. Now, let me ask you this. You do a lot of taking pictures yourself. I would almost consider you like, when is she going to have her book? When is she going to have her TV show? Maybe she'll even have an album or any of those things on your radar for your life?
0: Um, no, I actually, um, I don't have any plans of doing any of those things. Uh, but because I feel like I still have a lot of work to do. Um, I take a lot of pictures of myself because I think that, um, the way I started my company is I started putting myself on red carpets because, um, I said, I will get clients because clients will come to me and be like, how did you get on a red carpet? And then I'll be like, Oh, I can put you on a red carpet. And then they become my client. So I kind of did like self-promotion and I used all my, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm cute. Like I use myself as like a, as a promoting myself to get more work. Um, But I think I still have a lot of work to do. I think I'm still pretty green. I'm very blessed with all um, I'm very hard worker and I'm very blessed with like the success that I've had. Um, But I think that I, you know, before I write a book, before I, you know, try to go on a TV show or try to do all those things that are about me, I think I still need to be a little bit learning a little bit more behind the scenes. And I'm not scared to be, I know I'm 34 years old and people, I know that in the entertainment world, that's old or whatever. I'm not scared to be like 50 years old one day saying I'm going to. I don't know, do whatever you just said, you know, like, I don't, I'm not, I I love, I'm not scared of age. So I don't, I don't have those things on there because I think I still have a lot of work to do and, um, and I'm okay with that. I still have have a lot of
1: And there is we're going to one thing we will take the rule out that, you know, especially with women that after a certain age, you're old because we have some of the oldest skeletons, especially the men still acting like, you know, it was casino back in the day of the Goodfellas. And they're, you know, still acting and people are like, oh, he's only getting better with age, knowing that they're not really telling the truth. Um, so, you know, we're alive. We're blessed to be alive. Let's embrace all of that and what we've learned. And I embrace all my gray hairs that people can maybe sometimes see and maybe not. But, um, yeah, throw that out. Yeah, I
0: mean, I, I I don't, I think that, yeah, like, I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think about age. Um, a lot of people that I am around are very young. Um, you know, I like I think that your maybe your comment is that I myself kind of market myself as an influencer as well. Um, and I do. I do everything. I and I'm not ashamed of it. I will I will do anything. I'll be on Telemundo on Thursday and wake up at three thirty a.m. and talk about fashion and then be an influencer in the afternoon and then work and then work with my client and I'll clean my showroom and I'll do inventory for two hours for a client. Like I will do everything because I I'm a hard worker and I really want to succeed. And, and that's the only way I'll learn is doing everything. And that's, that's where I'm at right now. I'm not really trying to um, do one thing or really shine as like me as a star, if that's another thing. Yeah. I'm not, that's not like really my goal. It's more for me to learn.
1: Well, I am. I'm glad that you, you know, you reached out to come on here because so many people, you know, with the old school thinking, oh, if you're behind the scenes, stay behind the scenes. I, I, for years, decades, we get flack from my mentors. You can't do a radio show, and you know, you need to follow the rules if you do do a radio show. And I don't want to follow your rules. I want to be me. I want to do what I'm doing. So I really appreciate it. I want you to let the people know where they can follow you and you know connect.
0: Uh, Yes. And and off that note, I think I get a lot of criticism from I have in the past in the industry for putting myself out there in that way. But I'm not ashamed because I, I want more work and it's publicity for myself. And that's how I get more clients. And I don't think that anybody should be ashamed to if they're doing a good job to put it out there. So Um, yeah. And I've gotten that from people too. what you just said is like, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. You have, and it's like, why? Like, I'm, you know, like I, I'm not, I'm I'm not like diminishing a client or I'm not, you know, they, I'm making them a star as well. Like that doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with me. So, um, I believe in that. And then the, um, to follow me, um, it's at burger rock. It's a, a burger and rock double R in the middle and burger rock media, so if you find one, you'll find the other because they're linked together.
1: Awesome. And those links will be in the description box, people. You have got the game. Don't want to give you a game overload because any more, Irma's going to have to charge you. So I appreciate you for coming on. Be blessed.
0: Thank you so much.